Welcome to Theories of the Third Kind. Welcome to Theories of the Third Kind. My name is Aaron, and I'm one of your hosts. There are two other hosts that are joining me today, of course. Danielson. Yo. And Anna. Hey, you guys. So before we start today's episode, I just want to say, like always, we don't run any ads on this show or take any money from any corporations. So if you'd like to help us out, then there are a few ways that you can do that. One of those ways is with Patreon. For only $5 a month, which is just 16 cents a day, you could sign up for the Patreon and get an extra episode each week. Today, we are releasing Wayfair, and uh, we got several more that are locked and loaded for you in there, like Dreams, Clinton Body Count. Just make your way over and check it out. Another way to support the show is through merchandise. Just teleport on over to our website, theoriesofthethirdkind.com, and click on the shop button. Or you can go to theoriesofthirdkindshop.com. Then you can see all the merchandise we have for sale. T-shirts, hats, socks, and all that good stuff. I just wanted to say that the money we get from Patreon and merchandise sales go to bettering the show. Also, I know things are tough out there. So if you can't afford a shirt or a Patreon membership, but you want to help us out, then you can leave us a written review on iTunes, and that helps us out a lot. If you don't want to leave one, though, that is fine. We just want you guys, girls, aliens, reptilians, Bigfoot, Sasquatches, Chupacabras, Ghosts, Illuminati members, underground lizard people, whoever or whatever you are. To enjoy the show. Also, one last thing. If any of you would like to reach out to us, then you can shoot us a message on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, or you can go to our website, theoriesofthethirdkind.com, and click on the contact button, and there you will find our email addresses. Also, on our site, you can click the voicemail button and leave us a voicemail anonymously with your phone, and we will play it at the end of the show each week. So today's episode is Dulce Base. How this episode will go today is that we will first cover what is Dulce Base? Then we'll go over the Dulce Papers and then Thomas Castillo. And then we'll roll into the underground war that happened there at the Dulce Base and then provide you with additional information about Dulce, such as the experiments and all the other crazy happenings that happened there. And then we'll roll into strange facts and findings. And of course, wrap it all up with our personal thoughts and theories. So. Let's hop into it. Dan, can you start us off with telling us a little bit about underground bases? So according to many reports, there are 1,377 underground bases throughout the world. Also, according to these reports, 131 of those underground bases are located in the United States. Today, we're just going to focus on this special one, one that is considered extremely top secret. This one top secret base, of course, is called Dulce Base which is located in New Mexico. So why are we talking about it? I mean, top secret underground bases are cool and all, but what is the main reason? Well, supposedly, there are a lot of crazy things happening in this specific underground base. Things such as human experiments that are ran by aliens and humans. There was even a war between a race of aliens and the United States government there. So how do we know all this stuff? Well. It is all because of what is called the Dulce Papers. All right. So diving in to these Dulce Papers. In December of 1986, these Dulce Papers were leaked to many researchers in all types of scientific communities. Primarily, though, 
in the UFO community. The Dulce papers themselves contain the following. 25 black and white photos, a six-minute videotape of the Dulce facility, but it contained no dialogue. This piece of video footage shows alien breeding chambers and tanks holding what appears to be gray aliens. They also contained a set of technical papers pertaining to the facility itself and a set of discussion documents. Now, these discussion documents talked about a lot of things, such as ultraviolet lights and gamma rays, the true purpose of EBEs, which we went over in the Project Serpo episode, the usage of cow blood, DNA manipulation, and the creation of quote-unquote almost human beings. And all of that being done under a joint alien and government-run underground secret facility in Dulce, New Mexico. So that leads us to the question, who leaked these documents? Well, this was a guy named Thomas Castillo. So in 1961, Thomas Castillo was a young sergeant stationed at Nellis Air Force Base near Las Vegas, Nevada. His job was a military photographer with a top-secret clearance. He later transferred to West Virginia, where he trained in advanced intelligence photography. He worked inside an undisclosed underground installation, and due to the nature of his assignment, his clearance was upgraded. He remained with the Air Force as a photographer until 1971, at which time he was offered a job with Rand Corporation as a security technician. And so he moved to California, where Rand had a major facility, and his security clearance was upgraded again, this time to Ultra 3. Then in 1977, Thomas was transferred to Santa Fe, New Mexico, and his security clearance was again upgraded, this time to Ultra 7. His new job was a photo security specialist in the Dulce installation, where his job specification was to maintain, align, and calibrate video monitoring cameras throughout the underground complex and to escort visitors to their destination. It is the extensive video monitoring that occurred at Dulce that apparently provided Thomas the bird's eye view and he learned what was actually occurring at the base. So in 1979, after he saw some very disturbing things, he decided to leave the facility and take various items with him. So he left the facility in 1979, right? Well, in the time between 1979 and the release of the Dulce Papers in 1986, Thomas gave a number of interviews and corresponded with a lot of UFO researchers before he eventually just vanished. In the Dulce Papers and his personal testimonies, Thomas claims the existence of a seven-level underground facility that jointly houses humans and different extraterrestrial races in Dulce, New Mexico. Thomas claims that the humans employed at the base were, were made up of scientists, security personnel, and employees from various corporations who were servicing military contracts. There were four extraterrestrial races. He claimed that had worked at Dulce, the standard short grays from Zeta Reticulum. They're approximately four feet high. Then you got the tall grays from Orion that stood about seven feet tall. So the, the other alien race uh, was supposedly the reptilian species, either native to Earth or from the, the Draco star system in Orion, and their height ranged from six to eight feet. Then Thomas claims that the Earth-based reptilians, who he describes as the working class, were led by a winged reptilian species he described as the Draco. 
So he said that these short gray aliens, the ones that are depicted in movies like Close Encounters of the Third Kind, are subservient to the Draco reptilians. Thomas says he was employed as a, quote, senior security technician at the Dulce facility, and that was his primary job function, was to sort out any security issues between the resident ETs and the human employees at base. He described some of his job functions and the ET hierarchy in, in a response to a question about how often he communicated with the different ET species. Since I was the senior security technician at the base, I had to communicate with them on a daily basis. If there were any problems that involved security or video cameras, I was the one they called. It was the reptilian working class that usually did the physical labor in the lower levels at Dulce. Decisions involving the class were usually made by the white Dracos. When human workers caused problems for the working class, the reptoids went to the white draconian boss and the Draco called me. At times I felt like it was a never-ending problem. Several human workers resented the no-nonsense or get-back-to-work attitude that the working class lived by. When needed, intervention became a vital tool. The biggest problem were human workers who foolishly wandered around near the off-limits areas of the alien section. I guess it's human nature to be curious and to wonder what is past the barriers. Too often, someone found a way to bypass the barriers and nosied around. The cameras near the entrance usually stopped them before they got themselves into serious trouble. A few times, I had to formally request the return of a human worker. Thomas claimed that the different projects at Dulce involved reverse engineering of ET technology, development of mind control methods, and genetic experiments involving cloning and creating human ET hybrids. These projects were scattered among the seven levels of the Dulce underground base, with the ETs occupying the deepest levels, five to seven. These lower levels were described by Thomas as an extremely old series of natural caverns that had been used in the past by different ET races. In response to a question concerning the caverns, he stated, Nature started the caverns. The Dracos used the caverns and tunnels for centuries. Later, through Rand Corporation plans, it was enlarged repeatedly. The original caverns included ice caves and sulfur springs that the aliens found perfect for their needs. In describing the way command was shared at the point base between the U.S. government and the ET races, Thomas said, The working class reptilians do the daily chores, mopping the latex floors, cleaning the cages, bringing food to the hungry people and other species. It is their job to formulate the proper mixture for the type 1 and type 2 beings that the Draco race has created. The working class work at the labs as well as the computer banks. Basically speaking, the reptilian races are active at all levels of the Dulce base. There are several different races of aliens that work on the east section of level 6. That section is commonly called the alien section. The Draco are the undisputed masters of the 5, 6th, and 7th levels. The humans are second in command of those levels. So Thomas says that he would directly witnessed the products of the trans-species genetic experiments in the 6th level of the facility. Most disturbing was his discovery that humans were used as kind of laboratory animals in the lowest level, 
where they were placed in cold storage, used as test subjects in mind control programs, and even used in genetic experiments. Thomas wrote, Level 7 is worse. Row after row of thousands of humans and human mixtures in cold storage. Here too are embryo storage vats of humanoids in various stages of development. I frequently encountered humans in cages, usually dazed or drugged, but sometimes they cried and begged for help. Thomas claims he was told in his initial briefing that the humans suffered different forms of insanity and were being subjected to a range of high-risk medical procedures and mind control experiments designed to treat insanity. He claims that he and other human workers were exposed daily to signs that said, This site does high-risk advanced medical and drug testing to cure insanity. Please, never speak to the inmates. Thomas argues that he performed his duties without any great problem until he began to suspect that rather than being insane, the humans were normal civilians who were simply abducted to be used as laboratory animals by the greys and the reptilian ET races. I'm sensible. When doctors say don't speak to them, who was I to destroy the delicate situation? But one man somehow caught my eye. He repeatedly stated that he was George S., and that he had been kidnapped, and he was sure someone was searching for him. I don't know why he sticks in my mind. I found I was remembering his face, thinking he sure didn't look or sound insane. But many inmates said that. The next weekend, I convinced a friend of mine, a cop, to run a check on the guy, saying I had run into him and I was curious. I didn't mention the base at all. It was a sickening feeling when the computer confirmed that George S. was missing. It was the realization that humans were ordinary civilians, abducted, that led to Tom's decision to join a small number of other base personnel in helping free the trapped humans. It was another security officer that came to me saying he and some lab workers wanted an off-duty meeting at one of those tunnels, which was supposed to be off the record. Curiosity took over. And I said, okay. That night, about nine men showed up. They said they knew they were risking me turning them in, but they wanted to show me some things that they thought I should see. One by one, they showed records that proved many inmates were missing people. There were newspaper clippings and even photos that they had somehow smuggled into the base. They hoped to smuggle them back out without me turning them into the head honchos. I could see the fear in their faces as they spoke. One man stated he would rather lose his life by trying than to lose his soul by not doing anything at all. It was that remark that turned the tide. I told them about George and the things I found out about him. After a few hours, we pledged to attempt to expose the Dulce base. Thomas described how small the band of human workers began to cooperate with some reptilians from the worker class who also had an interest in freeing the abducted humans in the deep levels. Thomas described how the elite Delta Force attempted to destroy the resistant movement. That began the Dulce War. So, I know that was a lot of information, guys, but let's go over the Dulce War. So to better understand this Dulce War, I figured uh, let's go ahead and experience it ourselves. Okay, everybody? Yes. All right. So everybody saddle up because we're going to war. Let's do this. All right. I need everyone to hop in your Montauk chairs and set the dial to uh, top 
secret Dulce base. And when you set it to the top secret Dulce base, the time dial should automatically plug in and set that for you to the late 70s. So is everything everything good on your guys' end? Groovy. Yes, sir. All right. And go. All right, is uh, everybody okay? Yeah, feel good. I'm glad this works underground too. Dan, are you okay? I'm golden boy. Nice. Golden pony boy. All right, so here we are in this long ass tunnel. Now we're actually in the Dulce base, okay? And I gotta keep it down because uh, you guys see those aliens over there? Talk about the ones on the left or the right? They're kind of everywhere. They're everywhere, man, look. I mean, Look at him. why are we hiding? I mean, I think this is like the most uh, normal place for us to be just human because there's humans and aliens right by each other. Okay, so we're waiting for the turnover clock. The shift is ending and uh, we only have a few seconds to watch and then we have to go, okay? So when the, when the turnover shift sound hits, we got a few seconds and then we have to leave. And trust me on this, we cannot stay long or we're going to die, okay? Got it. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, but that was the end of the shift bell. They're switching shifts. We don't have long. What do, what do we gotta do? Uh, this is what we came to see. They're freaking fighting. Look, we have to go if you guys wanna save yourselves. All right, this shit is getting serious. I'm hopping in my, my Montauk chair and getting the hell out of here, okay? I've already seen enough. I don't like this shoot. I'll see you guys later. Yo, is he fucking leaving us behind? He is. He's like straight leaving us. Get your ass up. Let's go, Dan. Are you guys good? I see yeah. you guys made it. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. look a little older. Maybe we should have traveled together and we would have aged the same, sir. Well, I had to leave. I mean, getting around those guns and military people make me nervous. Especially Daniel. I see it in his eyes. He wanted to run inside there and try to slap some of the people that were fighting. <laughs> slap them with tea bags and throw them in the harbor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what we just witnessed was the supposed Dulce War. What happened was a military assault. It was initiated via the exit tunnels, and they executed anybody on their list. Human, reptilian, didn't matter. The humans, aliens, and reptilians fought back, but none of them had weapons. Only the security force and a few computer workers had flash guns. It was a massacre. Everyone was screaming and running for cover. The halls and tunnels were filled as full as possible. They believe it was the Delta Force, because of uniforms and the method they used, that chose to hit at shift change, an effort that killed as many as named on their list. So that is some interesting information, right? Mm -hmm. 
We were digging. We found some more interviews along with some additional information about the Dulce that was very interesting. So we're going to cover that right now. Now, the first part is the details of the inside of the Dulce base itself. Security officers wear jumpsuits with the Dulce symbol on the front upper left side. The standard hand weapon at Dulce is a quote-unquote flash gun, which is good against humans and aliens. The ID card, used in card slots for doors and elevators, has the Dulce symbol above the ID photo. Government honchos use cards with the great seal of the U.S. on it. After the second level, everyone is weighed in the nude, then given a uniform. Oh, yeah. Mm. I got a question for you. Okay. Why do they use cards, but they want to put RFID chips in us to make us more efficient? I don't know. Maybe RFID chips can be replicated. Ah, fucking how stupid. Cards can be replicated. I have no idea. That's a good question. I don't know. Maybe they know it's, it's more for control than it is for convenience. Ooh, okay. Yeah, that's, that's probably it. Boom. Solving it. Sorry, Dan, go ahead. <laughs> no worries. Then visitors are given an off-white uniform in front of all sensitive areas or scales built under the doorway by the door control. The person's card must match with the weight and code or the door won't open. Any discrepancy in weight, any change over three pounds, will summon security. No one is allowed to carry anything into or out of sensitive areas. All supplies are put through a security conveyor system. The alien symbol language appears a lot at the facility. <laughs> My thing is, what happens if you gain some weight? Right? You gotta go through an update process, probably. Go to security. They gotta reweigh you and probably print you a new card out or update it. And then if you decide to go on a diet, you gotta do the whole thing over again. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So during the construction of the facility, which was done in stages and over many years, the aliens assisted in the design and construction materials. Many of the things assembled by the workers were of a technology that they could not understand, yet it would function when they fully put it together. For an example, the elevators have no cables. They are controlled magnetically. The magnet system is inside the walls. There are no conventional electrical controls. All is controlled by advanced magnetics. That includes a magnetically induced phosphorescent illumination system. There are no regular light bulbs. I want that illumination system inside my room. Yeah, it sounds sleek. Yeah. That must be for the reptilians to phosphorescent. Yeah. So that first part kind of like described in more detail the, the facility, right? You got the seven layers. You got all the advanced technology. You got all the aliens and stuff. Now, the second part is, that we found is a little bit more unsettling. Now, these are like the supposed experiments. And I know we talked about them previously, but we're going to go into a little bit more detail about them here. So let's go ahead and go over those. So I, I want to dive into cloning. The elites that make up the shadow government effectively created a disposable slave race for medical culling of body parts and their own perverted pleasures. Human cloning experiments were being conducted between Dulce Labs and the biogenetic facility at Los Alamos. Thousands of young human females were being created in test tubes to be used as sex slaves. 
but the clone had proved to be less than satisfying because they didn't quote-unquote suffer the same way as the once free victims did. They could be engineered to serve as a better sexual tool, but they were nearly mindless and thus didn't react with fear as a young female would. That is disturbing. What kind of psychopaths? So it sounds like to me is, well, I know we talk about Wayfair and we're going to go into a lot of pedo shit, is that they tried to artificially make things so maybe they didn't have to take humans off this earth and, and sleep with little children and stuff like that. And then they're like, it just ain't the same, guys. It's like going from the real thing to a fleshlight. Close, but just not the same. Literally what I was just thinking is like, just go buy a fucking fleshlight. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I guess with that, Dan, do you want to go into some hybrid breeding? Yes, I will go into hybrid breeding. I knew you'd volunteer. Yeah. Considering I did see a picture of uh, my love child with Bigfoot that someone mm-hmm. found. <laughs> yes, they did, man. They did. They called you out. I'm going to see you on the next episode of Maury. <laughs> you are the father. Oh. Yeah, fuck. All right. So following the cloning program came the abduction program with forced short-term attacks that increased by 1980 to over 100,000 abductions a year. The facility was to be enlarged for long-term victims who would stay there for as long as they lived, with numbers over 75,000 abductees. The U.S. secret government kidnapped and impregnated young females for the Dulce program to create the hybrid fetus. It was then removed after a three-month time period before accelerating their growth in laboratories. My lord. That's kind of messed up. Yeah, that is. I mean, you gotta think, if you're harvesting off of us, to wait nine months for one baby, a baby probably doesn't go a long way as far as reptilians and adrenochrome and all that shit's concerned. So why not cut that down to a third of the time and just pop them out? Because eventually you're going to kill off most of the race or most of the human race and you're not going to be able to have a food source. So they're basically like alien Monsanto and creating genetically engineered humans to be better feed their growing populations. Yep. Another thing that I thought about was you think about the 411, the missing people and children. And I remember seeing a map of the missing people and children in the United States. And you take the locations where all those individuals go missing. And there's supposedly underground bases in those locations. Which makes me think, if you got an underground facility, just pop out. Hello. Grab it and go back under, you know. Anyways. Yeah, I'd, I know we need to really uh, go through and get all those underground map pictures and with different topics you know like denver airport and then uh just any topic that talks about underground and see if you can connect because i if we have a whole road system that you could travel to anywhere in the u.s why couldn't you do that underground you could yeah they started with bases and then just probably took tunnels like to they like one person starts on the right, the other starts on the left. You create your base, you do your underground tunnels, and then you both take a tunnel digger and meet in the middle and just create this highway that's underground. Yeah, that's what Thomas, That's I don't think I included this in this, but when I was reading over one of Thomas's interviews that he did in the 80s, he did say that there's this, gig, all the secret underground bases are connected. 
and there's this high-speed train system that travels at Mach 2 underground. And it's how the elite and all the aliens travel underground. And like we mentioned earlier, those tunnels have been there for years. The Dracos built them and they were living underneath there. And they were the ones that helped build all these underground bases. But yeah, there's like a big underground, basically highway underneath us that we have no Mm -hmm. idea about. All right, so we'll continue with the hybrid breeding. So they say that in the underground base that level seven is the worst. It was like a whorehouse for pervert (laughs) extraterrestrials. What the fuck? Uh, Human females were brought there for, quote unquote, experiments. And they said that most of it was just for the sadistic pleasure for the greys. They wouldn't just impregnate the girls. They would sexually torture them for hours. Uh, You know, there was scientific procedures, but they said that there was also orgies where a few pretty human females would be given a large number of greys and the greys would basically brutally gang rape them. Um, And it was said that this was constantly happening, that hundreds of greys and other species that seemed to be friends of the greys would come and go every week for no other clear reason than to you know, take sexual pleasure with the provided human females. I mean, this kind of goes in a line with being abducted and probed that I said that the aliens are freaks, man. Yeah, you're right. But why don't we ever see any anatomy when an when alien is depicted as far as... Well, here's the thing. Maybe the outer of them is just like a, a suit, but it blends in with their whole body. And they press a button, and all of a sudden, they just got this huge dong, right? Huge dong. Nicolicious, can you confirm this for us? Yeah, Nicolicious. Leave us voicemail. Let us know about that alien doll. Yeah, we know you. It's just another Friday night. Yes, it was. Mm. <laughs> so, by the early 1970s, the number of missing persons, most being young white women, had gone up. In fact... Abductions of humans were occurring on a worldwide scheme. Young white women were the most frequent victims, with little support for abductees should they survive. People just didn't want to believe them. Uh, The fertilized eggs of hundreds of healthy young human females could be harvested for unlimited embryo and stem cell research, killing uncounted human embryos in the search for everything from cures to lethal infections to clone workers. Damn, man. Yeah, I never really thought about that. Like, taking babies that should have been born on Earth and testing them. Oh, God. There's some Unit 731 stuff, too, right? Dude, I was about to say that. Unit 731, man. So does that mean Unit 731 were probably aliens? Yeah. Yeah, and if you haven't heard of Unit 731, sign up for our Patreon. Or if you got our Patreon, go ahead and go over there, download that episode, and listen to it. It's all about experiments and stuff. Pretty crazy. And there's an amazing piece at the end. We take you on a fun journey in that one. All right. The next one we're going into is mind control. The Dulce base has studied mind control implants, bio units, ELF devices capable of mood, sleep, and heartbeat control. Then you got a DARPA, which is Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency is using these technologies to manipulate people. They establish the projects 
set priorities, coordinate efforts, and to guide the many participants in these undertakings. Related projects are studied at Sandia Base by the Jason Group, which consists of 55 scientists. They have secretly harnessed the dark side of technology and hidden the beneficial technology from the public. So other projects take place at Area 51 in Nevada, quote-unquote Dreamland, which is a data repository establishment in maintenance land. Element, which is electromagnetic intelligence. Iris, infrared intruder system. The studies on level number four at Dulce include human aura research, as well as all aspects of dreams, hypnosis, etc. They know how to manipulate the bioplasmic body of a human. They can lower your heartbeat with deep sleep or delta waves, induce a static shock, and reprogram via a brain-computer link. They can introduce data and programmed reactions into your mind. Information impregnation, the dream library. My God, it's just crazy stuff. Neuralink. Exactly. And guess who's making that? Elon, Elon. Musk. Dude. You know what that kind of reminded me when they said the dream library? Mm-hmm. Y'all seen the movie Dreamcatcher? Stephen King? Oh, it's been a long time. Yeah. All right, so I guess they get attacked by some type of alien. And the bad alien that took over the one guy, he ends up locking himself into his pretty much like a, I guess, memory or dream library where the alien can't get into. Oh. And I guess they're trying to, the alien's trying to get some information out of him. But since he's locked himself in one room of his library with the information, this kind of reminds me of that. Spoiler. Big spoiler, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the movie's old and the book's old. Come yeah, for on. sure. If you haven't seen it by now, come on. Aaron. I'll have to go watch it. Get to the program. Sorry. There's a show that you guys got to watch called The Darkness, or just Dark. I mean, um, it's a... Charlie Murphy. The Darkness. <laughs> darkness. It's got... I think it's a German series, so you do have to subtitle it, or you have to deal with American talking over, or English talking over. Uh, dubbed mouse it's just subtitles anyways and it has a ton of things about time warps um traveling mandela effect things i mean it, it's like our up our alley it's probably the next series i'm gonna start watching but i'll get us back on track boys we're entering an era of the technologicalization of psychic powers the development of techniques to enhance man and human communications nanotech biotech micro machines edom which is electronic dissolution of memory radio hypnotic intracerebral control and various forms of behavior control via chemical agents ultrasonics optical and other forms of em radiation the physics of consciousness that's kind of scary it's super scary Hell yeah! that means they definitely have a probably full grasp of what life is in all of this. Oh, and they're not sharing it either. Not, no. We're what just a bunch of assholes. Damn slave to the man. That's how it always is. That's why I'm against corporations. And that's why we don't take ads from any of them. Yeah, they could be reptilians. You never know. Yeah. All right. Now that we've covered those experiments, let's jump back to Thomas Castillo. So what happened to him? Well, 
many of people who interviewed him uh, said that Thomas was either dead or missing a year after his final interview. And get this, his final words given in his last interview were in regards to his greatest fear, in which he said that the general public will forget the trapped innocent people in the despicable place, Dulce, and will ignore the hundreds of children, women, and men added to that place every month. And that was his last words. And then he vanished. Nobody knows where he went. They took his ass to Dulce. Probably. That's sucks for sucks for him. I know. That is really heartbreaking. Cause they probably yeah. went extra hard on him. They're like, okay, you talking? You're going to level seven in the alien game bang section. <laughs> put a wig on him. Somebody put a wig on him. Throw him down there. Put a little lipstick on him. <laughs> All right. Oh, this one doesn't have that sweet spot. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Anyways. All right. Now let's go over some strange facts and findings. Dan, you want to start us off with the first one? Yes, sir. So the first one we have is a Mr. John Anderson. Recently, researcher John Anderson went to Dulce, New Mexico to see if there is anything to reported UFO activity. He says that he arrived in town, coincidentally, to see a caravan of cars and a McDonnell Douglas mini lab in a van going up a rural road near the town. He followed them to a fenced-in compound where he waited to see further developments. Suddenly, six UFOs descended rapidly over the compound, hovered long enough for him to snap one picture then shot up and out of sight. When later stopping in a store to tell the owner of the UFO photo he had taken, the store owner listened and revealed how he had been a victim, cattle rancher of cattle uh, mutilations. Their conversation was interrupted by a phone call, after which the store owner told John to leave at once, then closed the door after John went to his car. John then saw a mysterious van drive up to the store a man got out and went in. John decided to leave at that moment, but was followed by two men in the car as he left town. Hmm. Black. Here come the men in black. If you don't know about the men in black, you can go listen to a previous episode of season one when me and Dan did the men in black. It's a pretty good episode. We will be doing a lot of referencing to past episodes. Yes, because all this kind of like is a weave web that interweaves one another. Mm-hmm. We are creating a spider web. And every time we do an episode, we create more connections. And one day, we're going to weave this beautiful web of all the world's lies. Yeah. Right on. Then Yu-Gi-Oh is going to come up and say, you activated my trap card. Because <laughs> you got caught in my spider web. All right. So now we're going to go over research equipment. Because I have no idea what that means, Dan. All right. <laughs> yeah, we're, so I'm cutting that up. So, <laughs> you didn't do Yu-Gi-Oh? No. Oh, man. I, can, I relate on you on that one, Dan. So even more recently, a research team has gone up to the Archuleta Mesa, which is located in Dulce, to take sounding under the ground. And the computer analysis of these soundings seem to indicate deep cavities under the mesa. One source has stated that, according to the data received, that these cavities extended to a depth of over 4,000 feet underground. So there is scientific proof that there is these cavities in the Archuleta Mesa, which is located in Dulce, New Mexico. 
that have possibilities of holding these underground bases. So, eh, something to add more to the strange facts and findings. Something else worth noting is the mutilations. So the area around Dulce has had a high number of reported animal mutilations. In the book, ETs and UFOs, it's by Virgil Posty Armstrong. He reports how his friends, Bob and Sharon, stopped for the night in Dulce and went out to dinner. Quote, they overheard some local residents openly discussing extraterrestrial abduction of townspeople for the purposes of experimentation. End quote. The ETs were taking unwilling human guinea pigs from the general populace of Dulce and implanting devices in their heads and bodies. The townspeople were frightened and angry, but didn't feel that they had any recourse since the ETs had our government's knowledge and approval. Recently, participants in a field investigation of the area near Archuleta Mesa were confronted by two small hovering spheres. They all became suddenly ill and had to leave the area when they saw this. So, that's, that's some pretty strange facts and findings, huh? Yeah. Yes, it is. There's... A lot of interesting things I noticed. All right, so now we're going to go over personal thoughts and theories. All right, who wants to start it off? You know, I mean, you know, after like hearing all that, you know, even though, say, you got the humans, the greys, and the reptilians, didn't really hear too much about the reptilians too much. No. It's like they're, they're just there. I guess they're like the worker class. So I guess they're just there's there's two reptilians. There's the worker class reptilian who's the shorter ones, and then there's the other reptilians, which are the winged ones. I guess they're like the the supervisors. All right. So my theory goes because of the time period this happens, and y'all gonna hear from me a lot because I love this thing. Montauk chairs. Okay. The government during this time they were testing people you know, for the Montauk chair and stuff. And this is the perfect opportunity because this is where they get the, the Montauk technology from the aliens. And pretty much you got a simple trade there. Pretty much government dealing with the aliens, abducting people like they did for the Montauk chair. So I'm pretty much thinking they abducted men. They use them for the testings, most of the experiments, other than the impregnation ones. Then they traded the females to the aliens for the technology that they used on the males. I like that theory. I mean, but yeah, some people are better at one thing than the other. So I could see that they could probably assume there's a majority of men that are going to go to war. And so they want to make sure all their technology works on them and then just breed women to make sure that they still get what they need to survive, whether it's adrenochrome or using baby embryos for research or whatever. Or the hybrid breeding where they're trying to build a stronger man to survive the experience longer. Man, see, they are just making soldiers then because that makes me think of Universal Soldier, I think is what the movie was called. Yep. And like feeling no pain. I don't remember if he felt any pain. Like I feel like he didn't feel pain. That guy in there. I, I might be wrong. It's been so many years since I've watched that movie. But Isn't that uh, John claude Van Damme? Yeah. So maybe, yeah, they're trying, they torture us. They, see, they say, oh, when we started these experiments back in the 50s, people couldn't make it past five minutes of torture. And now they're lasting days. And we need them to never break. 
no matter what happens. So they're trying to create the ultimate hybrid human species to be able to go to war, but not hurt, not give up information, um, that kind of stuff. Torture won't yeah. work on them. Yeah, mm. I like that. I mean, simple. I like the Montauk chair, but just all the experiments and stuff they were doing, a lot of it, mind control and all that stuff kind of fits in with it. Yeah. You ready to roll into mine? Mine's pretty short as well. Yeah. All right. My thing is, I believe that the cattle mutilations, right, just like Skinwalker Ranch, just like everywhere else, these cattle mutilations are the government doing testing on cattle. And they were using them as their guinea pigs. So word started to spread around. This Dulce base really does exist underground. Housed in it is these top secret crafts, is this top secret experiments they're doing on cows in the area, right? So these UFOs that the people are seeing is actually military crafts. These experiments is the U.S. government doing it. People started wandering around and walking around the Dulce, coming there to try to find this secret underground base and aliens. The government was like, what do we do? We can't have people around here or we can't have people thinking or other countries thinking that we have this type of technology or that we're doing this. Let's send out a disinformation campaign. So let's send out this Thomas Castillo, right? He's a part of our military. Let's send him out, do a few interviews and then bring him back and just make up this wild fucking crazy story. And have them just say that there's an underground base with aliens and have be real descriptive about it. So normal people in other countries are like, yeah, fucking right. We know there's not aliens. This, this is obviously, this is a made up story about this guy saying there's an underground base there. This is all lies. This doesn't really exist. And that is the whole purpose was that the U.S. military sent this Thomas Castillo out as a distraction from the real fact that there is a military base under there that is super top secret. And majority of people, when they hear about it, are just going to wave it off as a complete false thing that never existed or does exist, but it's nothing interesting. But it really does exist. And there's a lot of interesting things underneath there, but the U.S. government doesn't want people to know about it. That's what I feel. Yeah. Man, y'all are both coming with some good-ass thoughts today. Okay. Let me think how I could add to this. Pretty much have that one guy that sounds like the crazy guy and people just blow it off. Like, whatever. Yeah. Because you always have that one crazy guy, right? That most people will be like, no, 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 no. Like you take the movie, for example, Independence Day. You got that one guy who's like, they probed me, the alien. I mean, not even that. You take aliens. fucking hero. Yeah, he's a fucking hero. But you take take aliens in general and anybody who brings it up, there is going to be a large population, even though it's getting more accepted now. But a large population that's going to write that person off as being crazy or insane because that's the culture that has been formed around it. I think it's starting to become more accepting, though. But anyway, I don't know where I was going with that. That's my theory to this. I think there's a lot that connects to this for sure. I mean, we constantly go over um, aliens and the government working together and more it seems every week we give more and more evidence for that. So I was thinking there has to be a balance of good and evil. So we have this, our government is extremely evil right now. Like, I mean, you could find corruption on every corner. There's a video going around right now of a politician or some guy of power giving money to another dude. Like it's like those under table things happen all the time. 
It's just we don't see it because we're doing we're the worker bees staying saying staying distracted so we can't be woke to all these things going on around us. So I was like digging into this a little bit this morning and I also was kind of tapping into some Wayfair stuff that popped up and something kind of caught my eye that linked almost these two together a little bit. Okay. So I was looking at the shoe stuff thing with Howie Mandel and someone posted a link. The site is called shoestuff.com and there's this one pair of shoes that's marked at $81 million, but you can get it today for $29. And I mean, it literally, I have a link in the ongoing connections thing that it, uh, to show you, but somebody was smart and said the number was too exact. And they went and put it in like Google Maps to figure out where it is on Earth. Like if it's a, lo- a lo- longitude latitude thing. And what he found was it's like in the middle, it's in the ocean, the location, but there's a picture associated with it when you type, when you go and look at it. And I saw it myself. I'll link it in Discord. Uh, but it is like a frozen tunnel. And it made me think earlier when you talked about there being underground uh, caverns in the ice and, and uh, it's, it's weird because this is in the ocean, but there's a frozen picture of two of them of this system. Okay, hold on to me. And this is the website. The shoes don't look great. I mean, it looks like a shoe within a shoe. Those are some nice shoes. I'd definitely pay uh, $81 billion, $138,190,026.55 for them. Yeah, it, that was something really interesting. So another thing I noticed is I was talking about sororities and whatnot with somebody and um, her sorority was Kappa Delta. And so I know today we talked about Delta Force and the sign for Delta is a triangle. And I just find that to be kind of weird because obviously when you think of triangles, you think of like the Illuminati, the all-seeing eye. But again, triangles always are going to catch someone's attention when you're talking about uh, uh, shadow government. I was kind of understanding that some of the projects that were done there were, they would essentially hollow out a human, like take their soul and put it in a container. And so that person was still alive in this container being held, but these evil soul, an evil soul would go in and, and act as that person and do deeds. So like, maybe that is how the politicians are. They were people. And then, you know, they change because they're harvesting their soul, not harvest because they don't eat it. They're collecting your soul so that way they can control the world as they need to. You know, that can make me think of like when we talk about celebrity cloning, right? Maybe they aren't clones, but instead they are the same person, but their actual soul is is being held captive by these aliens and they're coming out and being the person. So you know what that made me think of? Little Nikki. When their brothers come to Earth, they go into other people's bodies, like politicians and stuff, and do stupid shit and make them look really bad. And uh, they, so they take over that person who has no control. And at one point, one of them goes into little Nikki's body. It's Adam Sandler movie, movie if y'all don't know. And 
little Nikki has to like fight him out of him, like internally have a battle with his brother to be able to get him out of his body, whatever. So it's like, um, I wonder if that's some, maybe that was a hint hint from Adam Sandler since if once we start going into the Wayfair stuff, celebrities are all connected and, and sounds like a lot of dirty deeds are happening behind closed doors. Um, another, I'm going to bring a connection to Europe again. So it's said that both George Bush Sr. and Jr. are very much into Bavari- Bavarian skull and bone society. Um, so I went to see where Bavaria was in the world, and I found out it's in Germany. So when I look at Europe, I always just look at Croatia as my reference point, and then I look around. Um, but, but it is really close to Croatia. But um, if you go in, back to when I talked about RH negative, and people who are RH negative, there's 15% in the world, and most of them are concentrated in Europe. That further like pushes my thought of that people there are more concentratedly manipulated by aliens to control the world. And then we go back to the, um, when we talked in the aliens episode about Hitler seeing, possibly seeing the blonde hair, blue eye aliens. And that's why the whole Holocaust happened. He was doing that as a superior race. So do you believe this Dulce base is real? And do you believe that there's aliens underneath it? Oh, yeah. I mean, when we talked about the levels like that, it made me think of Hemisync and how there's different levels of consciousness. And depending on how deep you go, when you get to the fifth dimension, that's when you see the greys, the reptilians and stuff. So what if these this seven level um, facility, they're separated in dimensions. So maybe we are focus one on the earth ground level and then... I mean, I'd have to look at the map, but like the first level on their top floor is two, three, four, five, going all the way down. Uh, because if I remember correctly, the evil part of our uh, consciousness is the lower states. So going under, maybe that's also why they're underground. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, I guess that those are just some really interesting things I found that I wanted to bring up. But overall, I do think that, yes, this is real. Yes, we've been working with aliens for a long time. I mean, going back to the Egyptians at the very least, like, we've been, we've been best friends for a long time. I just don't know for sure the agenda. Because it does go back and forth, where it seems like we got good aliens and then we got bad aliens. and. From if you look at the world we live in, you have to assume that the bad aliens are controlling the American agenda. I can't say for the rest of the world because some places are doing great, but I've only ever lived here and it's a very selfish country. I do not blame other countries for thinking that we're stuck up and shit because that's the image that I would think if I didn't live here. I mean, we have world champion stuff when there aren't even, the world isn't even included that's ridiculous we can't oh, be world champion I mean, of something yeah, well, yeah, we'd be like the united states champion yeah it, it should just like, be that like in wwe united states champion you're gonna be world world how, world champion you gotta include the entire other world and that's including north korea too okay and let me tell you models miss universe really unless you're gonna bring in some intergalactic babes I don't want to be here and you being called Miss Universe because I guarantee you, you wouldn't win in real life. Yeah. I want, I want an alien with four titties. 
I was just thinking of the the three boobed lady on uh oh God, what was that? Total movie? Recall. Total Recall. It's a great movie. All right. So that wraps up today's episode. Uh, now we're going to roll into the voicemails, ratings and reviews, shout outs and all that stuff. But before we get into that, we have something special we're adding. Now, this is called in the field report. OK, now this in the field report is a person that goes in the field and asks questions to the public. It allows us to better understand the public's view. And what they feel is what's going on. This week, we're hearing from Hans, who's in the field and asking if aliens exist. So he submitted some audio where he interviewed some people about aliens, some regular people in the field, on the street. And we're going to listen to that right now. It's your boy Hans on the scene. Do you believe in aliens, good sir? Yes. You ever been abducted by any? Not to my knowledge but I have very vivid dreams. Have you ever woken up with your asshole hurting? Like that I did it myself or do I think aliens did it? Either or, it'll work. Both. Hmm. Yo, it's your boy Hans on the scene. Do you believe in aliens, sir? No. Have you ever been abducted? I never want to. No, no, no. Have you ever been abducted, anal probe, impregnated? Sir, sir, you can't shut the door in my face. Just a simple yes or no. I don't think I want to. All right, it's your boy Hans. I'm on the scene. Good sir, have you ever been abducted by an alien? Can't stand. Well, have you been abducted, anal probe, impregnated? Yes, I have. I knew it. Thank you. So that was Hans on the scene. Man, I love his dedication. He's committed to the cause of finding out if people believe in aliens and if yes. their buttholes hurt. I, I love it. Keep them coming, Hans. Uh, he's, he's on the scene. Okay, guys? Okay. In the field, getting the reports of the public's opinion and the public's stories if they've ever been abducted and if their butthole hurts. Keep them coming, Hans. We love you. Yes, we do. So now we're going to roll into voicemails. So the first voicemail this week is from Juice. We'll play that right now. What's up? This is Josh from the Pacific Northwest, originally from Southeast Missouri. Shout out, Anna. Just got done listening to your Hopi uh, prophecy. And you, uh, one of your questions towards the end was, do you think religion is made up uh, to control the people? And uh, i got a theory on that. I think ancient religions, the Celtics, the Hopi, Chinese religions, you know, they, uh, these religions with multiple gods, I believe they, uh, our ancestors were in contact with aliens. And uh, when the aliens left, they decided to try to worship them, uh, to try to bring them back. And then these current religions, uh, um, Christianity and stuff like that, uh, they uh, saw what, uh, how much money and how much people were donating to, uh, to try to get these um, these gods to come back that they decided to jump on that boat and i do believe that these new religions are uh just a means to control people and to get as much money as they can uh it's my personal opinion uh love your show y'all keep it up um bigfoot 2020 kneecaps peace out so his name is josh but he submitted it under the name juice 
So mm-hmm. shout out to Josh slash Juice and Kneecaps 2020. Anyways, yeah. So yeah. Um, and yes, yeah, shout out to that Missouri life. Whoop whoop. <laughs> yeah, that that was definitely well said. I really can't argue too much about that. Thanks, Josh. Yes, thank you. We love you. All right, this next voicemail is from Wyatt, and we'll play that right now. What's up, guys? It's your boy Wyatt, big cock, small cock. Just kidding, I have bad genetics. It's definitely two inches. Anyway, just want to say what's up, guys. I love the podcast, you know. Just want new ideas for you guys to do. Got none, but um, you guys should do one on how big Bigfoot's cock is. Really want to know. I know it's big, but I need exact measurements. If I don't know the exact measurements, I I I think um, I I can't live. I got a little story when I was younger, about a year ago. My uncle he slept in my bedroom, and um, he's really hairy, so I thought he was Bigfoot. So I let him give me a little handy. You feel me? And then. Now I'm pregnant, so don't know how that's possible, but love you guys. And, uh, peace out. Smoke weed every day. Yeah, peace, yo. Well, well, Wyatt, I, I'm sorry about what happened to you and your uncle. Uh, crazy. I shouldn't be laughing. I shouldn't be laughing. I can't believe he said that with a straight face. Yeah, I know. Oh, man. But yes, we will, uh, Dan... Can you get exact measurements of Bigfoot's wiener? Last time I tried, I ended up with a broken hand. <laughs> oh. Do, do I want to make a sacrifice again? I mean, I could. Do I really want to again? No, I don't like doing physical therapy. Don't you have to special order a measuring tape for him, too? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Wyatt, for the voicemail. We love you, and we hope you have a great weekend weekend. Yep, and I hope the baby comes out healthy. <laughs> All right, this next voicemail is from Anonymous, and we'll play that right now. What's up, y'all? Jonah, reporting to you from my uh, construction job, with my machine, and yes, Dan, I do have AC in here and a radio also, but uh, I choose to have my headphones in to listen to y'all's podcast. And, yeah. Uh, I hope you're doing good. Hope you're staying running free. And uh, who do I send my uh, nut mold to for my for my construct, you know, for my chair and the machine? Because I do be bouncing in here, like Anna said. So figured I send it to her. Shoot me your number, so you know. Thank you, Jonah. Well, Anna, you want to uh, respond to that? Well, I have a mold sent in the mail to you. Um, yeah, just do a little. Like a teabag motion, like when you kill someone in COD, bam, 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 sit there for 10 seconds, and when you release, it'll wax your balls for you, too. So then the inside's nice and warm and cozy for you when you come in. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So big advice, though, take a hot shower before, so it loosens everything up so you get the accurate oh, yeah. you know, measurements. You don't want to take a cold shower. It's going to be very uncomfortable later on when you're... Just sitting there. The measurements yeah. will not be the same. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, Jonah. We love you, and we hope work's going good. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm good. All right. This next voicemail is from Benjamin, and we'll play that right now. 
Hey, what's going on, guys? This is your friend and Patreon supporter, Ben, calling all the way from Cincinnati. Dan, Anna, Aaron, it is fantastic to actually be speaking to you over this voicemail. I just want to say, and I know I've reached out to both you, Aaron, and Anna, and thank you once again for the ride on the Montauk chair. I want to just say thank you guys for everything that you guys do. I mean... I work for Big Pharma, and it is kind of grind sometimes, but I do have an absolute blast getting your insights each and every week, and I really do appreciate interacting with you guys. Um, I've told you guys all before, I had a really rough year this past year, and you guys really helped me get through it. Um, As for a conspiracy theory that I've been thinking about, or just a theory, I guess you could say, I was wondering if you guys would be touching on John Dillinger by any chance. That's definitely one subject matter that I've done a ton of reading into, and I believe that there's a lot of evidence that proves that the FBI was faking his death or at least trying to cover up the fact that maybe they murdered someone else and got the wrong guy. Um, I just think it's a really good topic. I think it's really interesting, and I think it kind of adds to just the overall root of what the FBI is, what it does, what it's doing, and kind of just contributes to the overall corruption of society in itself or just the government in itself. Um, Anyways, want to thank you guys for everything you do. Have a great one. I hope you enjoy this voicemail, and have a good one. Thanks. Bye. Benji. Thank you, dude. Oh, man, now I can put a voice behind all that conversation we have. I have not actually, I've heard the name John Dillinger, but I've never looked into his death before. Have you guys ever heard anything like that? No, I haven't. It's all new to me. That's something I'm going to have to definitely dive my, sink my teeth into. I do love that. You guys bring new topics to us that we haven't ever heard of, and it's always fun to go down rabbit holes. Or any hole, for that matter. But Benji, yeah, you're awesome, dude. You are an amazing supporter. We appreciate you and all that you do for us. We love you, man. Yeah, we love you, Benji. Thank you for everything. We hope everything's going good at work for Big Pharma. I hate Big Pharma. Yeah, me too. All right. This next one is from Hans, and we'll play that right now. You already know who it is. It's your boy, Hans. You know, side note, my family wanted to say thank you for the Hopi episode. You know, my family, they're really big into the Native American culture, you know, because they were the rightful people of America before, you know. People stole it, but we're not getting into that conversation. All right. So, you know, I want to say that both episodes were extremely good. I loved them. Now, to get down to the real, you know, layers of this onion, you know, Daniel, I feel like you're not feeling the love like Aaron has lately. So, you know, I would like to wine and dine you. You know, for you know, doing all those dirty things that I do to Aaron, to you, because you're very classy. You know, we could get Bigfoot in on a threesome, you know, big old trifecta. You know, my butt can take it, dude. I was in the military, so I'm used to getting fucked hard. Just saying, Aaron, you know, you can join in, but that's weird. It'd make a square, and that's kind of awkward. Anna, I don't know what you want to do, but you're doing great things. You know, keep it up. I love your, uh, I love how you do all that research, and it's just, whoop, 
it's very interesting with all the numbers and stuff. I see the connections. So, anyways, keeping it real. Have a great day. Good night, good afternoon, good morning, wherever the fuck you are. Love you, Hans. Thank you for that. You're, you're, ugh. Yeah. I love you. Uh, yeah, dude, Hans, every time you talk, it's just like an orgasm in my ears. Um, so just keep it coming, dude. I just want to never stop. The pleasure just keeps on going and going and going. <laughs> I love you, man. Thank you so much. Dude, I'm honored. Wine and dine me. You even put me on the table. I'll be your meal. Nice. Wine him and dine him in 69 him. Yeah. Yeah. He'll Boom. toss his salad any day. Ooh. There it is. And that hairy Bigfoot salad. Mmm. Uh. Mm. Okay. Thank you again, Hans. All right. This next voicemail is from Yoltsin. We'll play that right now. Hi, my name is Yoltsin, and I love your podcast. It is amazing. It is so funny. I listen to it every day while I go bike riding, and your chemistry is just amazing. Please never change. Thank you, Yolton. I hope you're riding your bike safely right now and you're listening to this and you're pedaling really hard. You're getting a good workout in, but a solid workout. You're getting a nice sweat bead going down your lips and you're just thinking about our podcast. And I want you to know that we love you and that we're proud of you. And I hope you're wearing a helmet because safety first, my friend. Like Anna said, hope you're wearing a helmet, riding safe, watch out for cars, because where I live, I hate to say it, bikers are like little targets. For some reason, people just cannot avoid them. It's because they're texting and driving. Yeah. But be safe out there, Yoltsin. All right, this next voicemail is from Rain, and we'll play that right now. Hi, guys. Uh, my name is Rain, and I just wanted to say thanks so much for your show. I recently found it yesterday, actually, and I love it. It's great. I've already listened to maybe five or six episodes. Um, so just to set the scene a little bit, uh, I, would, I listened to your episode of The Men in Black, and it made me think of, a instant, of an instance that happened to me. So I went to university in D.C., and my campus was literally right across the street from Homeland. So right down the street from Embassy Row, all of the crazy things could be happening. But one night, I'm driving with my friends. It's past midnight at this time. I don't remember the specific time. And I'm driving in my car, and... We pass these two black SUVs and we look at the license plates and they have identical license plates, same state, same number, two different cars, same license plate. They look exactly the same. So then we're waiting at this red light in a rotary or roundabout, whatever you want to call it. And all of a sudden they start flashing their lights at us frantically. And we're like, oh my gosh, what could this be? I never realized what or even really thought about it again until this episode that you posted about the men in black. And maybe it was them. Tell me what you guys think. Thanks. Bye. If they just flashed your lights at you, would it be considered them? Would they be flashed? Why would they like, what's the whole purpose? I don't know. Hmm. That was kind of confusing. Yeah. Cause I don't know. Cause I think they'd be a little bit more secretive than that. They, if anything, they probably would just got out of the vehicle and, did whatever they had to do if you're at a stoplight or Ooh, roundabout. Maybe they maybe they did get out of the vehicle, mess with them, and then shh, memory wipe them. Denuralize. Yeah, and then flash the lights at them. So that's all they thought was somebody flashing their lights. Ooh. Mm. Possible. Interesting. Do you, do you feel like you were at that roundabout 
for a longer period of time than you realize? Mm, that's a good question. Let us know. Leave a voicemail next week. Thank you, Rain. We love you. Yes, thank you so much. That was really good. Yeah. Set the scene and everything. Oh, yeah. All right. This next one is from Jake. So we'll play that one right now. What's up, jerks? It's your boy, Jake Farm. Anna? Anna from Allstate? Welcome to the podcast. You're a few episodes in, and I must say I am very impressed. You're doing a great job. You don't seem like the new girl, but someone that's been with the show from since the beginning. You got a good personality and are very well-spoken. Just an overall excellent addition to the TO3K team. Danielson, take your rehab on your hands seriously, and you'll be beating off cryptids in no time. Aaron, I'm so happy you didn't have an untimely Clinton-related accident during your trip. I just got on the Patreon and listened to the Kill List episode, and boy, I tell you what, you must have had a guardian angel following you across state lines. By the way, fellow listeners, if you haven't signed up and are listening to get the great extra stuff, you are certainly missing out. I'm all caught up, and I'm not disappointed with the bonus content at all. I'm also going to use my priority status to ask for an episode on Rasputin. Is there any relationship to Vladimir Putin? Or maybe a reincarnation of the original cultist? I requested it a while ago for the first season and sent you guys a picture of his dick in the jar, and I'm still waiting on a follow-up. I hope you all had a great 4th of July. I got a friend on the inside that gave me some of that orange sunshine to enhance my firework experience. I'll just say I had a great time, if you know what I mean. (laughs) Until next time, stay woke, nerds. Bigfoot 2020, kneecaps. That kneecaps is really catching on, huh? It is. Yes. Thank you, Jake. I love it. There's so much to go. Yeah, I, I guess I did have a guardian angel. Uh... Orange Sunshine is great. And Rasputin, we're going to suck him off eventually. Okay, he's coming. All right? You just yeah. stay calm, okay? We'll get there. Uh, appreciate the shout-out, dude. I mean, I've been waiting to hear that voice all season. So we're glad that you've come out of your hiding hole. And uh, I've made your way back to the listening. Uh, I got to admit, I love that you totally pulled your priority card, man. You were like... My suggestion, slam that bitch on the table. Yes, just like you did with me the other night. Anyways, (laughs) honestly though, Jake, you're amazing. I'm so happy that you're around and um, keep sending in voicemails. Keep messaging me. We missed you, dude. Yep, thank you for the voicemail email. I haven't forgotten about you, Jake Farm. Just been very busy. But yeah, thank you, Jake. We love you. Yes, we do, dude. All right, so that's the end of the voicemails this week. It's eight. If you left a voicemail and we didn't play it, we'll play it next week. We are having to put limits on the amount of voicemails we play this week. I know we got a couple we didn't get to, you know, Young Agumon we'll, or Bay. We'll, uh, we'll get to those. and We got a couple more we'll get to for next week, but we can only play eight a week, you know, because of our time limits and stuff. So we're trying to fit everything in, but we thank you. We love you. And uh, we're going to move to ratings and reviews right quick. So let's, we're going to start on those. So the first review this week comes from Lick and Sassy Balls. So uh, <laughs> it was left on June 5th. And the subject line that reads, number one fan, amazing podcast, truth, amazing podcast, truth. 
with the five stars. And they go on to say, just stumbled upon this podcast about two weeks ago. Look for Conspiracy Podcast. My go-to was Conspiracy Theories by Parcast, and I've been listening to them for about a year, only because I couldn't find any legitimate podcasts on them. So I listened to this. First episode I listened to was the DMT and the Machine Elves. Machine Elves. I actually listened to it three times. Once at work, once on the way home, and again in the shower. Wow. Fell in love right out of the gate because of my experience with psychedelics. I thought I knew all I thought I knew all there was to know about until that. I then started listening to older ones that caught my attention. I still haven't listened to them all, but I'm progressing. I now listen to the podcast throughout the day. I'm a big fan and I admire all of what you guys do. You guys even touch on subjects that others seem to not. You guys have such an open perspective and I wish there were more people like you in the world with the same outlook. I look forward to the new things you guys do. I love the art for the podcast and plan to get most of the stuff tattooed as well. Well, okay, cool. Yeah. And I will be supporting you guys with merch and subscription you guys are starting to do. You guys started doing. Keep it up, guys. Leave a voicemail soon. Johnny Tsunami. Thank you, Johnny Tsunami. Uh, if you get a tattoo, send a pic. If you want to send a pic, just send a pic or whatever. I don't care. I'll look at it. I'll post it up if you want me to. But thank you. And uh, we love you. And thank you for the support and everything. You're awesome. Yes, thank you, man. We appreciate all the Patreon messages you leave for suggestions. And we're definitely sorting through all those uh, messages and adding the episodes or the topics y'all suggest and onto our list. So thanks, dude. You're awesome. Yes, thank you for the review. Five stars and definitely love the whole review. Very well written. So this next one is from StephYH23. Left on uh, June 5th from Canada. They gave us two stars, said go back to the original formula. Prefer, uh, prefer it when it's just the two gentlemen. There really isn't a need for a third person, to be honest. This new girl brings down the level of intelligence the show once had. She oftentimes is disrespectful in an attempt to be funny. Not pleasant to listen to her. Go back to the, the formula that works. Just the two. Oh, well, I'm sorry, Steph, you feel that way. I hope maybe we've changed your mind. Because I was really rusty and new at the beginning, but every week I get a little bit better. Um, so, yeah, hopefully you stuck around and saw that. But thanks for the review. All feedback is accepted. So thank you. Yes, thank you for the feedback. Yes, thank you. The next one is left by uh, Nicknames. 55555 left on July 5th from the United States titled not my cup of tea and gave us two stars and it reads I just wanted to hear people discuss theories and whatnot the whole acting stuff is cringe well well people visualize things differently you know totally. and we yep. want to change it up give a little acting you know sorry it's not your cup of tea we don't do it every yeah, we're just episode. trying to have fun with it yeah, yeah. But thank you for the suggestion and for the review. Yep. Criticism's always accepted. Yep. All right. So this next uh, review is by Techie Pod Virgin from Great Britain, left on June 5th. It is five stars. The subject line that reads Juicy Conspiracy Ear Orgy. They go on to say, being a podcast virgin, I couldn't ask for a more open-minded, for a more mind-opening and sensual experience provided this show provided by this show as a way of getting into the world of podcasts. This show is truly an enjoyable and thought-provoking treat for the years. 
I've just finished listening to the series one from the start. This show has grown from strength to strength, and the content and subjects just keep getting better. The hosts are well-informed and knowledgeable and so hilarious. Can't wait to start season two and to see what it has come. Keep opening minds, guys. Big love from Scotland. Thank you, Techie Pod Virgin. We love you. Yes, thank you. Yep. Thanks, man. So our next one is from Flemdog349. Left on June 6th, five stars labeled a dope podcast. I found this podcast by searching UFOs. I thoroughly enjoy listening to podcasts that talk about strange things and conspiracies. It's also hard to find a podcast with people whose voice I don't find annoying. So thanks for not having annoying voices. <laughs> I also followed y'all on Instagram. So you got a fan in me now, smiley face. Love from Michigan, yours truly, Brandon. Well, thank you so much, Brandon. We appreciate your message. And damn, thanks for the five stars. Yeah, thank you. Love you, Flem Dog. Much love, man. All right, the next one we got is from a Rosie Sunny, left on June 6th in the United States, titled One of the Best with five stars. Hey, y'all. My name is Rosie, and I just want to say this show is one of the best ones I have listened to since joining the podcast world. I discovered the show by accident and have not been disappointed since. Not only do y'all do a good job and painting an image in my head of what you talk about, but I literally feel chills at times from how vivid y'all talk about subjects. It's like I'm watching a show in my mind. Love the topic discussed. Really have learned a lot starting the podcast. Aaron and Daniel, y'all's energy gets me going at work. Keep up the great work and keep setting the bar high. I appreciate that. Nice. Really do. Thank you. Thank you for your kindness. Uh, this next uh, review was left by Crane O. And it's from Mexico. With uh, It was left on June 6th. With a subject line that reads, great show. It is five stars. They go on to say, you guys are great and have a lot of cool ideas. Keep rocking. No, you keep rocking, Crano. I love you. Thank you. We appreciate the five stars and your feedback. Yes. Thank you. Much love. So this one is by Jake Bono. Left on June 7th. Two stars. Not into it anymore. For a while, I definitely enjoyed the podcast and had been pretty excited for new episodes to be released. That said, this new season has so far been cringe after cringe, and there's no way I'm finishing the episode. And unless it goes back to Aaron and Dan, I will likely be done listening. Not trying to be that guy, but Anna has to go. Please consider going back to the way things were. The show was so much better, and less cringe before. Well, thanks for the feedback. You give it some more listens. Give it some more try, man. You can't just after one listen, you know. Yeah. You know. All right. The next one we got is from Goffla, left on June 9th from Ireland, titled Amazing Pod, full of crazy people and stories, with five stars. This is my go-to pod for weird side listening. Love what you do and keep on doing it. All right, then. Thank you. We'll keep on doing it. Goffla, we love you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, last review was left by Ruben, uh, PRS, um, on June 9th. It is two stars with a subject line that reads, What happened? I'm just not a digging this new host. Sorry, guys. I'll keep, maybe I'll get back. She seems new at this. So, yeah, we, uh, we appreciate the feedback. Give it a listen again. You know, 
I know people aren't used to change, but see what you can uh, see if you give it a listen. Update your review and let us know. But that's the end of the ratings and reviews. Kind of a rough week for yeah. ratings and reviews. But I mean, hey, we're going to have those at times. So thanks for the feedback. Hopefully you enjoy the newer episodes where I talk a lot better. Nice. So for shout outs this week, uh, who wants to go first? Should I give a shout out to Tanya for offering her ass up for Bigfoot? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. yeah, 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 yeah. I got called out for having that picture and I didn't even see it yet. Aaron found it first. <laughs> hey, yeah. man, I'm the ass hunter. I <laughs> like it. See a text. Look at what Dan's been hiding. I'm like, the hell's he talking about? <laughs> no, but give a shout out to Tanya. She has uh, offered to volunteer her ass for the Bigfoot Ate My Ass and I liked it bumper sticker. Yes. And I think it, we might have to approve that. Yeah. Yeah, it's approved. Yeah, perfect. All right. Um, I just wanted to give a shout out to, I'm getting too old for this, her and her fiance. They're awesome. Um, I want to give a shout out to Devin, Punk Rock Pops, Tom C, Chloe D, and Sarah M. I love you all. If I missed you, I'm sorry. I love you. Thank you for the Instagram love. Thank you for the love you're sending through Instagram. I'm sending it right back to you. I love you all. Um, so going to the Twitter sphere. Uh, after our peer, was it Pyramids episode what was this week? No, um, Hopi and our Prophecy Week. Enduros on Twitter gave me a food for thought that was super interesting. And he, so he said, most of the world's religions give a roadmap to a person becoming a better person and being more connected to outside forces. Is this a guidance to lead us to achieve higher dimensions? Yet our human nature has held us back. Um, and then he responded and he responded back with, could primitive species just be beings that are centralized to only seeing the universe from their flesh bodies and perspectives? Could more advanced species be transitioned into a multidimensional form? Yeah. I mean, it was possible. I, I, Definitely possible. I like the roadmap thing because, yes, everybody is always trying to become better. And it's like a guidance system. And then Avery, she's been messaging me a lot lately. Appreciate the love. Um, after, so she's re-listened to a couple episodes. Um, Hemisync, I believe, was one of them. And she keeps suggesting that we do a full episode on Hemisync. I mean, I almost kind of did, but there's still a lot of things that... That we could have probably gone down in people and whatnot. So we'll consider that in the future. But she had asked us if we'd ever looked into the idea of aliens actually being intimidated. Or aliens being intimidated by humans because of how indestructible we might be in comparison. It's like, oh, that is really interesting. And um, so I was like, so we're like the intergalactic cockroaches of the world. Um, so, I mean, yeah, you keep trying to destroy us and we just keep coming back. We are the cockroaches. Thanks for the follow, Inquisitor of Strange, Michael with a mask, Wolfie999, Jackie Prager, Bren Lee, you're always uh, liking stuff on there and I appreciate that. Uh, Gilliam Rivard, thanks for the follow. Definitely appreciate the love. My girl Lee, you know, you know, you know. Jalen Fitzsimmons, 81, she sent us a message on Twitter saying, I listen to this podcast at work. I joined the Patreon and I can't get enough. 
I've been meaning to write a review for over a year. I just want you to know that the addition of I Think You or Anna and this season has been incredible. I've been straight up terrified by the truth. That I, We totally get that. We are every week when we uncover new things. So yeah, I mean, that's pretty much, I think, everything. Um, I will say I got a correction on Elote's name. That's how he says it. So apologize, dude. But thanks for teaching me that apparently that's the corn on the cob thing that he sent me a gif of this guy coming up eating some buttery ass corn on the cob and he's pointing at the stick like this is what it is motherfucker so nice thanks dude appreciate it um i think that's all my shout outs this week right now all right well that's the end of today's episode i want to thank everybody for joining us today and again Thank you for your support. If you want more episodes, if you want more of us, go check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash theories of the third kind, or you can go to theories of the third kind.com. Click on the Patreon button. It takes you straight there. You can sign up for $5 a month and get an extra premium episode each week. And like Anna said earlier, the episode that we dropped today on Patreon is about Wayfair. So go check that one out. That was pretty interesting. All right. You're all amazing. Every single one of you. So with that being said, Dan and Anna, you want to roll us out? Yes, sir. It's okay to be out of this world with your thoughts. Because you're not alone. Oh.